Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. It is so great to be with you today. In today's episode, you work hard and want to do well, but are feeling stuck. And you're finding that you're becoming more negative than you would like to be. What to do? In today's episode, we talk about two different pathways in our brain that most people don't know about that have a huge impact on both our career success and our happiness. And we learn a specific practice that can help us shape our brain and our lives. Excited to be here? I certainly am. Let's walk. Out enjoying this gorgeous day, walking, moving as we are able. It is so great to be with you today. At the last 8% morning, we walk. We integrate movement and mindfulness and mental training exercises. Why? So we can be better in these more difficult moments. Why? So we can find more joy and happiness in our lives. Why? So we can be great models for the important people in our lives, at work, at home, in our community. So, just feel your feet on the ground. See if you can let go of whatever you were thinking or doing or planning and just arrive in this moment. And the most important place to start, as you know, if you're a long-time listener, is in our physical sensations. Because our physical sensations only occur in the moment. Unlike thought, which can be way out in the future, ruminating about something to come, or something that's already happened in the past, awfulizing about something that's already occurred. So feel your feet on the ground. Just notice whatever sensations are present. And a great little tool that we do that you can do on your own, of course, in the course of the day is to feel our belly rise and fall and then go through a specific order of physical sensations in our body. So let's do that now. Just feel your belly rise and fall and move to your buttocks or your sitting area. And just notice whatever sensations are present. Belly rise and fall and move to your legs. 
belly rise and fall and feel your torso and any sensations present. Belly rise and fall and feel your hands. Belly rise and fall, feel your head and neck. Belly rise and fall and feel your eyes. Now just feel your whole body from head to toe. And just feel so grateful to have this body. And no matter how it works, it works to a certain degree and be grateful for that. Be grateful that your lungs can replenish your whole body with oxygen and take away carbon dioxide. Be grateful that you can think, can reflect, can be mindful. Reflect on how fortunate we are to have the people in our lives who support us in all the different ways that they support us. Think about the food you ate today and all of the people who contributed to that meal in the planting of, if there's vegetables, the vegetables in the harvesting, in the transporting, in the cooking. Think of all of those people in this moment that we are connected to and feel some gratitude for them, some appreciation, some connection. Now stand tall, look around, feel grateful. Wonderful. So on to our idea of the day. I'd like to introduce you to a woman named Sarah. Sarah's, of course, not her real name, but uh, I met Sarah um, when she joined the Last 8% Academy, our hybrid digital live course. Um, Sarah works in a very well-known tech company, uh, and she's risen to a, a pretty senior manager role, uh, and she works hard, and she works hard and wants to do well, just like you and I, and she's well-respected, and she would say she has a good life, and like you and I, Sarah wants to be happy, right, wants to enjoy her life. But of late, with all of the pressure that COVID has brought, working from home, making big decisions, do we go back to the office, dealing with the great resignation, you know, losing people, Sarah sees herself getting a bit overwhelmed. And this has been going on for some time. It's not just in the last few months. And she's finding that she's missing some of the important moments in her life because she is both exhausted um, but also because she finds herself stuck in her mind, ruminating about the past, awfulizing about something to come in the future. Or a big one for Sarah, as she explained it, um, is being engaged in comparison or what we, you know, social comparison, 
constantly hearing that voice in her head, comparing herself to others, feeling like she's not measuring up. She should be doing better, especially for all the work that she puts in. And in fact, she is quite certain where that voice in her head came from of social comparison. Her mother, who, when Sarah was growing up, would constantly be comparing herself to others, like their neighbors, or be talking to Sarah about how Sarah was doing relative to others, classmates, teammates. And so this all had an effect on Sarah. And as you can imagine, you know, being stuck in her head about the past or future, or being stuck in social comparison had and has consequences for Sarah. And so, you know, she found, yeah, I was missing out on important moments in life because my mind was somewhere else. She felt less joy than she used to. And she also found like she would avoid some of the more difficult situations that she would face for fear of how it would reflect back on her. And that would cause her to experience shame and regret from the avoidance. And it would eat away at her confidence. And in spite of working so hard in her career, she was feeling stuck and not that happy. So take a deep breath right down into your toes, calming this body and releasing tension as you breathe out. You know and I know Sarah's not alone. This is so common in all the folks that we work with and in many of the people you know and maybe in you and maybe in me. So what needed to change for Sarah? What needed to change? Well, to start, like you and I, she needed to better understand what drives her happiness and ease. What drives her tackling the more challenging situations that she was avoiding? In other words, she needed to become, as we like to talk about it, a student of human behavior. It's a big part of the Last 8% Academy. We need to understand what drives us, what drives others if we manage others, quite frankly. And she came to see and came to understand something that a key belief at the Last 8% Project and Academy, which is supported by science, it's not just a belief, which is that we will not be our best selves. We will not be high performers. We will not be happy and healthy unless we manage our brain, unless we manage our autonomic nervous system. So we need to become these students of human behavior. We need to understand what are our patterns so that we can get some leverage on them. And a key part to understand, to be aware of, I mean, there's many things, but our two pathways that we, that are at work in our brains at all times, two pathways. Pathway number one, this is the approach pathway. That is a brain pathway that increases the probability that we will move towards a person, a place, a thing, especially when it's something different or novel. This is known as a pro-social pathway because it promotes any behavior that 
enables us to be more effective in our interactions with other people, including ourselves. So where's this pathway? It's located higher up in the brain in something called the medial prefrontal cortex, above the eyes, behind the forehead. And also in something called the ACC, the anterior cingulate cortex. You don't need to know all of that. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in the course of talking about gratitude, which is the focus of this episode and the next. But when this pathway is turned on, when it is lit up, which means the neurons in this region are firing, it means that we move in. It brings us closer to the details of that experience. We approach those conversations, those decisions, those tasks. These are also the pathways that lead to increased motivation and are also the pathways that lead to increased happiness and affiliation, connecting with others. So that's the first pathway. That's what we call the approach pathway. The second pathway is the avoid pathway. And when this pathway is turned on, we are more prone to back away, move away from whatever is in front of us. You know, people, places, things, especially novel, especially slightly unknown. This is the pathway of defensive behaviors, and it's there to protect us. And we need to honor that, of course. Where is this pathway located? It's in the amygdala, that emotional part of our brain, as well as kind of an extended amygdala circuit that goes out from the amygdala into the hypothalamus. And again, that's not critical that you know that. By the way, Sarah loves, loved to learn about all of this. What's important to know, however, is that when the approach pathway is lit up, it reduces activity and firing in the avoidance pathways. Let me say that again. And it's really amazing. When the approach pathways lit up, they reduce the activity and firing found in the avoidance pathways. It's like a seesaw between the two. And look, it's not as if we don't want to be aware of and wary of dangerous stimuli. Of course we do. But if we can be aware that there's a seesaw battle going on, this relationship going on between these two pathways, these you know parallel pathways in our mind, it means that we can start to see that we have a choice. That we have a choice. And a big part of this whole last 8% project and all of our courses is to recognize we have a choice and to take, to learn something about human behavior and take action. And what Sarah learned more than anything in working with us is that our default pathway is the avoidance pathway. Again, let me say that again. This is a big one. What Sarah learned, what hopefully you'll be learning, is that our default pathway, the one that we are more prone to move to and to go down, is the avoidance pathway. Now, you might be wondering, why is that? Well, it's for a reason. Because... Our brain is trying to protect us and keep us safe. And so it's going to amplify the negative in our environment. And so we are more prone to go down that negative pathway. 
And that's why we can become more negative than we want to be when we're under pressure, when we are feeling lots of stress, when there's lots of change, similar to what we're all experiencing right now. And here's the other piece. It also means we have to work harder at turning on this second parallel pathway, the approach pathway, the pro-social pathway. And that's where the practice of gratitude comes in. We know from really good research and growing research now that a gratitude practice can shift our neural patterns so that our approach pathways light up more and our avoid pathways light up less, fire less. And so the seesaw battle that's going on between them moves more to the approach pathways. In essence, our approach pathways, our pro-social pathways becomes more dominant and we get a whole bunch of consequences. We are less in our heads, less full of worry and anxiety, more in the experience of life. We reduce the fear and anxiety circuits and we see opportunity in the same situation that we previously felt fear. We get increased motivation, which is really interesting because there's a cross purpose here and we have increased energy to move forward and approach as opposed to back off from you know, these interactions with people, places, things. We become happier. And there's a whole bunch of other physical health benefits when we have a regular gratitude practice. Too numerous here to detail. Um, but they are powerful. And for Sarah, who was struggling, she found that you know, really three things stood out, that we have power to influence these two pathways based on an intentional practice like what we're doing in this podcast and our training of gratitude. And secondly, it can take as little as 60 seconds to have this impact. And number three, this approach pathway, and this is really incredible, it starts to light up on its own even when we're not practicing gratitude because the practice of gratitude has a lasting effect isn't that amazing it becomes a habit we just more naturally go down that neural pathway that circuit and it's kind of like i've explained this before in the podcast it's like tobogganing down a snowy hill at first when we first go down it's a fresh snow we go down we go down slowly And we go all over the place. But the more we go down the hill, we start to create grooves. And we start to move faster down that pathway. And that's what happens when we practice gratitude. We start to create more grooves, faster grooves in the approach pro-social pathway. This is all available to each of us all the time. And so for Sarah, by bringing, you know, having a regular practice of gratitude, it meant she started to feel less negative. She experienced more joy, had more energy. And what was interesting is that, again, because there's this like this, both it helps us be more joyful, but it also helps us on the motivation side to move into the tougher things that we face on a daily basis. So there was less avoidance going on. It's the same circuit. This approach circuit does both. Which means that she had less shame and regret about, 
you know, what she didn't do because she was starting to do it more. So gratitude has far more powerful effects than we previously understood, and it lasts for far longer than when we actually just do the practice. That's amazing. Now, next episode, I'm going to talk about a specific practice that Sarah learned that made all the difference for her. And along with the skill building that she got from the Last 8% Academy and the, around emotional intelligence and the, the courage she built, she started to take more risks. She had the courage to be bold, the courage to make mistakes, the courage to speak up, the courage to be uncomfortable, the courage to fail, and not worry so much about how it reflected back on her. So gratitude is a lot more than just thinking of positive things. That's part of it. But it actually has a very strong neuropathway effect. And next day we're going to report, next episode we're going to report on a really interesting study that might change the way you think of gratitude and will change the way we actually practice gratitude in the podcast. But for now, let's go to our three by three. Stand tall, feel three great three breaths right down into your toes, calming this body. Now, three things that you are grateful for. What can you easily feel gratitude towards without working very hard? And now three goals for the day. And you can start to see how this all comes together, right? When we're lighting up that approach pathway, pro-social pathway, we also have increased motivation. And that's the time to think about our goals. Goals and gratitude go together. There's a reason. So what do you want to get done today? Fantastic. And now let's bring this intention of gratitude, this habit of movement, of mindfulness, of goal setting, of learning into the day. We have a choice in the kind of day we want to create, both outwardly but also in our brain. Let me finish with a great Vietnamese proverb. When eating fruit, remember the one who planted the tree. Let me say that one more time. When eating fruit, remember the one who planted the tree. Have a wonderful day.